This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Two of Alabama's congressmen have joined in an effort to demand an evaluation of the president's cognitive abilities. Congressman Jerry Carl and Barry Moore have signed on to a letter with 36 other House members. The letter was originated by Ronnie Jackson, who is a current congressman from Texas. Before his election as congressman, Jackson served as the former White House physician to Donald Trump, Barack Obama, and George W. Bush. The letter that Jackson initiated opens with the line to President Biden saying that members of Congress are concerned with his current cognitive state. Just days before this letter was sent to the White House, another Alabama congressman indicated no confidence in Biden's mental state while he was talking on Talk 106.5 out of Mobile. That person was Congressman Mike Rogers. Yeah, bless his heart, he's not as aggressive as he needs to be about anything. He's, uh, he's unfortunately senile and, uh, and uh, not up to the challenge of being president of the United States. But I also think the people around him are Obama people, and they're just generally appeasers. Yeah, they're not willing to... They're not prepared or qualified to be uh, folks advising the leader of the free world, and I think that's unfortunate. A bill is being considered on the state Senate floor that would make it a felony offense for doctors to provide hormonal therapy or puberty blockers or surgery to a transgender youth who's under the age of 18. The bill makes such an offense punishable by up to 10 years in prison. The Senate Health Committee did advance that bill for full consideration by the full chamber. The sponsor to the bill is State Senator Shay Shelnut of Trustville. Shelnut says the bill is about protecting children from lifelong consequences to such decisions. A former advisor to President Trump is now opening up an innovative school right here in Alabama. K. Carl Smith is part of a team that are launching the Frederick Douglass STEM Academy. The new school will be built in Irondale at the site of the Zamora Shrine Temple, That current building will be demolished and a new one put in its place. Smith says that the Frederick Douglass STEM Academy will help disadvantaged students in grades K through 12 get a high quality education in science, technology, engineering, and math with the goal of them getting a successful career and job in the STEM-related workforce. The project will also include apartments for parents who are already living in government housing who want to move closer to the school in order for their child to have a learning advantage. Smith says that this project was inspired by the words of Frederick Douglass, who was a freed slave, an author, orator, abolitionist, and a statesman during the Civil War. Douglass advised the black community at that time of the Civil War to engage in hard work and self-reliance in three ways, save money, buy land, and build schools to educate their children. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency is welcoming some new faces into their midst. The Trooper Academy has graduated another class this week. After 24 weeks of training on academics as well as physical training, 27 graduates have gone through the academy, which is located in Selma. They will now head out for law enforcement jobs here in Alabama. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news. Inflation is up to an all-time high, the highest in four decades. The Consumer Price Index went up by 0.6% in January of 2022 from December of 2021. Compared to January of last year, consumer prices have risen a total of 7.5%. Last July, the economic advisors within the Biden administration told Americans that the inflation was transitory and would decline. 
The chairwoman of the Republican National Committee, Ronna McDaniel, took to social media after the latest economic news showed only more increase in inflation. She said that Biden inflation is not transitory and that Biden lied. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki is denying any truth to the news that crack pipe will be in smoking kits that are given out to those with drug addictions. The story first emerged that the Department of Health and Human Services will be granting money to different organizations in inner city areas who will give out smoking kits to help reduce the amount of infections. Psaki responded to those reports saying that is not the case. It was inaccurate reporting and we wanted to put out information to make that clear. What is in the safe smoking kit? Uh, a safe smoking skin may contain alcohol swabs, lip balm, other materials to promote hygiene and reduce the transmission of diseases like HIV and hepatitis. Uh, this program, though, is focused on harm reduction strategies, including prioritizing the use of fentanyl test strips and clean syringes. And all of these harm reduction services uh, that will be supported by these programs are, are intended to save lives. Louisiana Senator John Kennedy went on Fox News last night saying that he suspects the White House started a backpedal on this decision after the news of crack pipes got out to the public. Maybe George Washington couldn't tell a lie, but just about every politician since then has mastered the art. I, I suspect they're not being candid. You're right. Originally, the the, the, the uh, administration said they didn't, would include crack pipes. Now, Jen Psaki said today, nope, we're going to leave out the crack <coughs> pipes. But they're still sending out kits, uh, illicit drug smoking kits that are designed to facilitate the smoking of, of crack cocaine and meth. And they say if we, you use our kits, it's safer uh, and it promotes racial equity. There's no safe way to use crack cocaine and meth. A trial is underway in New York City against the New York Times. Sarah Palin, the former governor of Alaska and a vice presidential candidate, is currently testifying in her defamation case against the newspaper. Palin says that the New York Times did an article that tried to link her political action committee as the cause of a mass shooting in Arizona back in 2011. Palin testified that she felt powerless and devastated. Palin also revealed that her family had death threats following the article. The New York Times opinion piece was titled, America's Lethal Politics. The Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, is back in Parliament in Ottawa, despite the thousands of truckers who are also in that city as part of the Freedom Convoy protest to get vaccine mandates lifted in that country. The opposition leader to Trudeau's party, Candace Bergen, is calling on the Prime Minister to listen to the people and respond. Countries like Ireland, Sweden, Norway, Israel, Czech Republic, the UK, Spain, Denmark, they're all removing restrictions and mandates, and they're all countries that have a lower vaccine rate than Canada. Here in Canada, though, we have a Prime Minister who refuses to lead and instead is being divisive. I have to agree with the MP for Louis Hebert when he says, people don't know where public health ends and politics begins. Canadians want their lives back. So again, I ask the Prime Minister, will you follow, will he follow the evidence? Will he follow the science and the mandates and the restrictions quickly? Trudeau was heckled and jeered when he tried to respond to Bergen. That has been the case for Trudeau ever since he returned to Parliament on Monday. Every step of the way, we have had Canadians' backs by following the science, by working closely with The or order, order, 
Now the honorable leader of the opposition asked a question. She's trying to hear, but she can't hear it above all the uh, heckling and shouting that's going on. So I'm going to ask everyone to just keep it down so she can hear the answer coming from the prime minister, the right honorable prime minister. Meanwhile, the convoy is spreading to other key crossings along the Canadian-U.S. border. The Ambassador Bridge between Detroit, Michigan and Windsor, Ontario is now blocked by trucks. Also crossings between Manitoba, Alberta and Montana. A disturbing story is coming out of Chicago. Fortunately, it has a good ending. An 80-year-old woman was held hostage for 17 hours in her own home. WBBM is reporting that Denise Holt was awakened to a naked and mentally ill man in her bedroom who was holding a pair of scissors. 32-year-old James Davis was also covered in blood, having broken a window to get inside the home. Holt was forced to go down to a room in the basement and was blocked in with a chair. She was there for several hours. Holt's daughter in the state of Washington figured out something was wrong when she texted her mother that morning about the Wordle app that the two of them would play together. That's when Holt did not respond. Her daughter, Meredith, knew something was up and called police. Ultimately, a SWAT team had to be brought in to end the standoff. Holt is unharmed and glad to be alive, and that is the five-letter word of the day. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. You won't want to miss out on Phil Williams on Right Side Radios. He talks about civilized disobedience. And more and more, the people are being fed up. Now, Trudeau's position was, this is what we're going to do. Canadians have stepped up for two years. Yes, that's why they're mad, because they've stepped up for two years and you won't let up. You keep your thumb on them. Well, visiontimes.com, story on visiontimes.com, Canadian periodical. Ottawa bans honking and jerry cans become a symbol of dissent as the Freedom Convoy continues to protest. See, this this Freedom Convoy has no sign of letting up right now. I mean, I heard one um, uh, Freedom Convoy driver who said, yeah, I just had my mail forwarded to the P.O. box right over there, and I'm getting my mail here. I'm just living in my truck. Um, and, and so what happened was the Ottawa mayor, trying to, um, to curtail this and to, to limit their ability to have an impact, he, is, he has basically made it uh, against the law to blow horns. Yeah. And, and has also um, made it uh, uh, against the law to bring fuel to the truckers to keep their, uh, their rigs running so they can turn their heat on and turn their generators and that kind of stuff. So what are they doing? The simple jerry can, it says in this article, has become a symbol of dissent in Canada's capital, capital after a single post went viral online stating, quote, one of the greatest trolls in history is going to take place tomorrow. If you live in Ottawa, grab a jerry can and join the party. Everyone's going to be walking around with one in the protest. You don't need gas, just a jerry can. So what happened was they trolled the local leadership by freaking them out because they all, I mean, literally, I saw a video of it. Hundreds of people walking around with those red gas cans like you fill your lawnmower up with, just walking around. And then the police didn't know what to do because some of them, um, we're just empty. They're just walking around with an empty... You can't arrest somebody for carrying around an empty gas can. <laughs> well, story on the National Post. It goes one step further. Story from the nationalpost.com dated yesterday. <laughs> Some of those folks are carrying around gas cans filled with water, which makes it even more frustrating because then the police will stop them and say, what's in your can? Nothing but water. And then they have to stop and smell it and check it all out. And it's just, and so with no end in sight for the protest, um, they are doing this. And, and at one point there was like, it was, it was to the point of being called subterfuge because like every third can had gas in it, but the police didn't know which was which. I just think that's funny. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I know some would find that to be demoralizing to the police officers who are stuck doing a job that no one wants right now. 
Because because some of those officers, by the way, uh, will do whatever, and they could care less about individual rights. But the majority of them, I guarantee you, the majority of them hate it, and it's their job. And and I'm hoping they'll start themselves looking and saying to their police union, would you say something to leadership because we can't keep going down this road? But on top of that, though, the mayor, or excuse me, the deputy police chief of Ottawa said that the uh, the gas cans, <laughs> the gas cans filled with water, he says it does provide a layer of logistical complexity. <laughs> I'd say, in other words, as confusing as all get out. You can find more of Phil Williams at RightSideRadio.org. If you are enjoying the Daily Detail, remember you can drop me a five-star rating by simply going to the main page on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been the Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 